Moving on, uh, we'll get back into the discussion about 11 o'clock. We'll have a talk about the supply chain and how it's going to affect all of us and what this means going forward. Um, but right now, we're going to turn our attention to conservative politics. And we, we've got two stories when it comes to conservative politics that are remarkably similar, as they often are when we talk about conservative politics in Canada. We have one unfolding in Ottawa um, with a leadership threat for Aaron O'Toole. This one uh, based around a petition started by Senator Denise Batters, who is no longer in the Conservative caucus. She was booted yesterday by Aaron O'Toole. And then here in the province, we have Jason Kenney facing yet more pressure from inside. Uh, this is not the first time he's run into this. As you know, several of his MLAs have spoken out publicly about wanting him gone. Uh, there's another one, Peter Guthrie from Airdrie Cochrane, um, coming out publicly uh, over the weekend, saying that uh, he thinks Kenny needs to go. And also 25% of uh, UCP constituency associations have signed on saying they want to fast track a vote on Kenny's leadership. So it's a mess. Let's get some insight on where this all came from and where it might go with Dr. Sheldine Mensa, who is a political scientist at McEwen University. Dr. Mensa, Sheldine, thank you for joining us. Hey. Appreciate your time. Hey, Shay, it's a pleasure to chat. Um, okay. Let's start uh, locally, and, and then we'll expand to the national level. But in the province of Alberta, as I said, this isn't new. This has been something that's been dogging our premier for a long time. Um, it seems to me it's reaching a new level, though. Do you agree with that? I do agree that uh, the premier is facing a severe internal uh, dissension. Uh, but, Shay, this has been going on for quite a while. Yep. And I, th I think it, it's really symptomatic of a larger crisis within the UCP party. Uh, the party came together around the project of defeating the NDP. Uh, they managed to do that effectively. Uh, but what has happened is that the party hasn't really coalesced. They haven't united uh, around a program and uh, they also haven't united around a leader, you know. So these internal uh, problems, I think, doesn't bode well for the party. And I think that the, the clamor right now to remove Kenny is a reflection of that internal dynamics uh, are being played out right now. Yeah, and I think the party recognizes, uh, you know, in, in the letter put forward by Guthrie uh, down in Airdrie saying, you know, our memberships have fallen right off. The NDP are killing us in fundraising. Um, they can see the support just fleeing from the UCP, and they recognize that, you know, that election's getting closer and closer. It's still more than a year off, but uh, if this can, trend continues much longer, it could be um, irreversible, and I think they're starting to realize the writing's on the wall, and they have to act. Yeah, I think they will. They, 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 uh, I mean, political parties. I mean, really love a winner. Yeah. I mean, they like to they, they like to uh, aim for winning an election, and I think they see the prospect of that demon and uh, Mr. Kenny. So, uh, whereas it's it's it, it's uh, the uh, review of his leadership is scheduled for April, I think people don't want to. The Constituency Association don't want to wait that long, and they're beginning to do these internal moves to try to facilitate an early uh, review of, of, of his leadership. Um, but again, Shay, leadership is just one part of the problem. Yeah. I mean, they could remove Kenny, uh, but fundamentally, I think the wild rose and the PC elements in the party haven't really united around a solid program. Um, 
And what is happening is that events are overtaking the situation. We have uh, the pandemic here. Uh, we have issues like inflation coming up. You know, for example, uh, Shay, when we have inflation and you're doing uh, austerity and you're asking workers to, to hold the line, but inflation is eating into their wages. Yeah. So I think these, these are real issues that conservatives have to find a solution to. Uh, and I think the internal battles around leadership, it's just a minor, a minor <laughs> problem, uh, but they have to really confront how the party responds to all these emerging issues uh, that are, are facing Albertans. I think you're right. I think there's a lot more than leadership involved here, but I think they that's been identified as that can yeah. signal um, a change in direction and that will bring back a lot of the people who have fled. Um, does yeah. Jason Kenney relent to this pressure at any point, or does he need to be dragged out of there kicking and screaming? Because, I mean, as far as leadership goes, he doesn't have a lot of support. I mean, he's, yeah. the pressure is immense. Does he try and ride this out? I think the writing is on the wall in terms of Jason Kenney. I sure. think the membership has already spoken. Um, I mean, the review process, when it takes place in April, uh, will really affirm that disillusionment that people have about his leadership. But I think there has to be a bit of compromise on both sides. Uh, perhaps these constituency associations should wait for the process to play out in April, give the premier some space. Perhaps he'll come to a conclusion uh, that it's better to leave the scene and give his party uh, a possibility of competing successfully in the next election. Uh, give him that space to make that decision. Uh, but uh, it looks like people are very desperate and they're beginning to pile on pressure on the premier uh, and things will really come to a head in the, in the coming days in terms of how, how things are going to develop for, for the party. Okay, now let's talk about what's going on in Ottawa with Aaron O'Toole and Denise Batters and the caucus meeting taking place today. He's facing the same internal support um, pressure, but... The difference here, he's got a number of um, MPs who've come out vocally and publicly saying, no, this is wrong, we support Aaron O'Toole. So he still has a base of support within the party. Is, is that a major difference between him and Kenny? Yeah, I think the, the caucus appears to be solidly behind O'Toole right now. Uh, uh, but, of course, let's remember there are a couple of dissidents in the caucus who are very unhappy with Mr. O'Toole's shift to the middle uh, during the last election. Uh, they feel that Mr. Two has moved the party uh, to a, a, a kind of a centrist position yeah. away from some conservative positions. Some of them are unhappy with the approach you know, on the pandemics. Um, but essentially, Mr. Two has solid support in the caucus, uh, unlike Jason Kenney. Um, so he has more room to maneuver and I think he's, he's in a better position to deal with these uh, minor dissidents within the party. You know, Charlene, this is not nothing new when it comes to conservative parties in Canada, yes. in both Alberta and in Ottawa. This is a pattern that repeats itself. And a lot of people on the text line are saying, you know, like this, but this is why a conservative party just can't win. Other parties just sit back and watch us tear ourselves apart. It, they do over and over and over again. Am I right in thinking that's because the Conservative Party recognizes in order to win, they have to be more centrist, but that alienates the the farther right yes. part of the base, and that that's where the chasm starts, and it just spreads and spreads? Yes, I think uh, typically the model that you use is to create a so-called big tent party, uh, incorporating the social conservatives, fiscal conservatives, and other populist elements 
you know, your um, uh, libertarian elements in the in the party together. Uh, what is happening though is that Canada is changing. The international environment within which the parties operate is changing, but the party has to make itself relevant. And uh, I think that is what we saw in the last election yeah. with Mr. O'Toole trying to present a pragmatic face, a centrist face of the party, uh, but that really alienated some of the core supporters. Uh, and I think this is a problem that conservative parties, uh, both at the federal and the provincial levels, have to address how to make themselves relevant uh, in the face of change and in the face of uh, uh, the, the need to be more more attuned to, to what is happening, both at the grassroots and the society in general. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating story, and we'll see how it plays out. Doc, as always, thank you for your insight. Appreciate your time. All the best, Shay. Take care. Yeah, you Bye-bye. bet. Uh, Dr. Sheldine Mensah of McEwen University, a political science prof, and a heck of a good guy, too. Uh, I've known him for a long time, and uh, I think he's right. It's That is the issue that conservative politicians face in this country, is you know un- recognizing and understanding that a lot of your support comes from um, a social conservative platform, right? Which uh, is very tough to get elected on, especially nationally. Uh, so you try and expand the tent and bring in more voters. And when you do that, you may pick up some votes that are closer to the center, but at the same time, you might lose some votes that are farther to the right. And um, you got to take a stand one way or the other, because trying to please both sides of that big tent, we see what happens. It's playing out right now in Alberta, and it's playing out right now in Ottawa. It leads to this kind of infighting, and it always has with conservative politics.